This is the Data Privacy Detective, and it's May the 10th, 2019. And today we're going to talk to Mike Natardi. Mike, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Joe, it's a pleasure to be here. Now, Mike, you're a certified privacy professional for the United States, at least according to the IAPP. What's the IAPP? It's the International Association of Privacy Professionals. It's the largest uh, privacy organization in the world. Right, and you're also an attorney at uh, Frost Brown Todd, and that's a law firm of uh, 500 or more lawyers in 12 cities of the United States. That's correct. And your space, in part, is, is in the uh, data privacy area. That's exactly right. Well, Mike, uh, you attended the, uh, the conference that's put on by the APP in Washington, D.C., along with a couple thousand other people. That's exactly right. Yes. <laughs> on May the 2nd and 3rd, and, and you just got a lot of information. We're going to cover four areas today of what you learned from that to share with the audience here. Uh, so uh, uh, let's start. You heard from the Bureau Consumer Protection Chief mm -hmm. of the federal, U.S. Federal Trade Commission. Mm -hmm. that's, that's exactly right. Uh, and that session was framed as a fireside chat, and it was really in broad strokes, but it was very helpful in giving the, the tenor of where they're going with enforcement issues. And uh, the FTC uh, isn't the Privacy Commission, it's the Federal Trade Commission that right. generally deals with uh, deceptive and unfair business practices, right? That's correct. And uh, well, what did you hear from this very important person at the FTC? What's been its privacy focus? What's the news and what should people understand? Very good. Well, they talked in broad strokes, or at least he did, about their enforcement and what they're looking for. And one of the things that, that really stood out was the using of uh, Section 5 of the Fair Trade Act, or Article 5, uh, to go after organizations uh, that are not uh, maintaining a, a reasonable cybersecurity program. And that probably has two pieces to it. One is, of course, if a, if a business says, here's our privacy policy, you can count on it, and then they do just the opposite, that's deceptive, that's right? exactly and, right. And they certainly have mm -hmm. gone after and they find businesses that uh, do that sort of thing. Right. Uh, but they're also, I, I, are they into the unfair side of this? Let's, let's say a company has no privacy policy, but it somehow is unfair in how it's uh, sharing data privacy. Is that part of their space now, too? Yes, yes, because that's part of the, the law is that to protect consumers from unfair and deceptive trade practices. Very good. Now, of course, in, in Europe and some other countries, there are data protection authorities that that's right. focus specifically on privacy. Is the FTC sort of saying now that it is the DPA of the United States? That, that's a great question. That, <laughs> that came up because, as you know, uh, everyone is talking about potential federal privacy uh, legislation. And so that question was asked, and he did say that he does not think that that is necessary in the United States because the FTC is the privacy authority. And already has that authority. Well, they, they act like they do. I don't know. They act like they do. Okay. <laughs> and maybe we'll get a, a data privacy law out of Congress, but that's beyond this podcast. That's exactly right. Okay. Right. Well, let's turn to a second uh, second piece, and that's the uh, the whole health space, right. uh, which in general uh, is, 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 is administered, let's call it, by health and human services. Mm -hmm. Department mm -hmm. of the United States, and then it has an Office of Civil Rights, mm -hmm. and and you heard uh, from the person what in charge of that? That's exactly right. The person that is in charge of enforcement for the health information privacy. And what did you learn? And what should people uh, deal with any kind of health data be aware of from uh, from what you learned? Well, the the major takeaway from from that conversation was there's been a shift in the breaches in the health information space from just lost or stolen laptops, but to IT breaches and hacking. Ah, 
Okay, and so uh, anybody dealing with health data better beef up their cybersecurity. That is correct, and what he noted was is that breaches or intrusions may occur, but are you ready to locate that breach and then kind of section it off from the rest of your data? And then notify everybody affected. That's exactly right. Is a challenge for businesses mm -hmm. to even know whose data has been breached. And then uh, what about, uh, let's say a patient wants to get his or her uh, health data. Did they talk about any problems with that? Yes, the, the number one enforcement uh, item, if you will, that, that they're looking at is the right of patients to access their own medical Their own data, their not own, to necessarily exactly right. share it with people. That's a se separate issue. But to actually even get their own data, there have been problems there? Yes, they, they believe that it has been too onerous, that medical organizations have been making it too onerous for patients to get their own information. And they're gonna be looking for that to enforce patients' rights. So if somebody's having trouble getting their own personal health data, they could contact the uh, Office of Civil Rights? That's exactly right. Interesting, interesting. Uh, and um, any other, uh, how about HIPAA records generally? Were there comments on uh, uh, the use of HIPAA data? Yes. Anything else? Yes, the last thing that, that was one of the key takeaways that he wanted us to, to walk away with was that um, they really want health organizations to look within HIPAA regulations themselves to provide uh, the ne necessary exemptions to provide record access to other health organizations. And HIPAA, of course, is the, the U.S. law that's been in effect for some time now yes. mm -hmm. that we all are familiar with because if we want to share our data with our uh, spouse or our partner, we, we've got to sign a form to, exactly. to do that. That's exactly. HIPAA. Interesting. Well, let's go on now. California's been a lot in the news, and I think uh, most people listening to the podcast are aware California adopted a law comes into uh, enforce uh, really next year, mm -hmm. year 2020, mm -hmm. or is that right, Mike? Yes. And uh, how is it different from other states? Well, what did you learn about the California discussion? Well, number one is that uh, the California law is much more expansive in the amount of personal information that it's going to be regulating uh, for California residents. Uh, but then the other thing is, is the way that it's going to put obligations on companies. Mm -hmm. And in particular, uh, in the session that I went to, there was a big dispute over uh, what is the definition of selling data and whether or not companies are going to be encompassed in that type of uh, activity. Well, California, if I'm right, tell me if I am, uh, put, put an emphasis on uh, that the, the the person whose data is at stake is really the essentially the owner of the data. And if you're going to if you're going to want to use the data, that person might be uh, entitled to charge you for the use. Is that kind of what's different about well, or, or, or at least um, direct how or whether or not it's used? Very good. And then if, if a business collects data about somebody and then shares it with a third party, uh, what, what, was the, what was the message out of the conference? Well, that's, that, that's a great question because that is a way that some companies that don't want to be caught up in this uh, regulation, this new law, could become caught up by sharing data and being seen as selling that data. And what do they need to do then? Well, what they need to do is that if it's if they're not actually selling it for any type of consideration, uh, financial remuneration, mm -hmm. uh, they they need to put in their agreements with those other parties that they're specifically not selling it and what they're why they're giving them the data. So you're saying businesses better give. Uh, 
due attention to data sharing agreements. Yes, that's exactly right. And, yeah. and that was a, a hot contention in the session that I went to. Uh, one of the panelists was, was firm on the, on the issue of that agreement could cover it. Another person from the crowd that is a privacy advocate uh, was disagreeing and said that uh, it's not going to be so simple. So uh, really paying attention to the upcoming amendments and to regulations is, is very important. And then uh, let's just talk briefly. Uh, you know, this is a, a, a thorough two-day conference. What were the other kind of hot new issues uh, that you were you were hearing at the conference? Uh, what should we be aware of as as things we're going to be talking about more in the next year? Or two? Well, there was a very good session that was sponsored by the Future of Privacy Forum, and what that really addressed was as uh, society is progressing technology-wise, we're going to have other privacy concerns that we're not even thinking about right now. Um, the major ones had to do with uh, internet of, uh, we talk about internet of things, but now internet of bodies. And that is that we're going to be using items that we either ingest or use somewhere else on our body that is going to be uh, transmitting information to servers all over the world that is going to give unique access to organizations and other individuals about uh, private information. Well, let's take an example. I've read that both JetBlue and Delta have new, uh, at least they've unveiled new facial recognition technology yes, instead of a boarding pass. You know, I, I still print mine now. Right. And I, you know, other use our mobile phone. Yeah. But apparently this would allow a traveler with a quick photo capture uh, you know, and you don't even need a boarding pass or even an eye. Is, is this what's, is this where we're headed? Well, it's, it seems so. That is definitely also one of the other uh, uh, new technology items that is going to be changing how we do everything. And the question is, are we ready for this stuff? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're our own data, I and guess. That, that's exactly right, <laughs> we're, we're walking data. And certainly is an issue with the, the Chinese system of, uh, you know, what they call an orderly society mm -hmm. there. We might mm -hmm. view it as the big brother surveillance society, but whatever it is, it's our own bodies have uh, data that we project as we walk around. That's exactly right, that's exactly yeah, right. Interesting, and how about, what, what other new issues? Uh, so th this needs good attention and, uh, generally, are state and federal laws already drafted to address this? No, no, they, because they can't foresee the type of technology advances that we're experiencing. And that was actually an interesting thing that came up in one of the other sessions was that the best legislation will be uh, broad enough that it will consider these types of advancements. but. That's pretty broad. And then you mentioned the IoT, the Internet of Things, and certainly that's something we're all aware of. Some of us talk to Alexa as though we, uh, she's our sister now, or, <laughs> or mother-in-law, I don't know which. But, um, uh, you know, what did you hear about the Internet of Things? Are, are the regulations and the law and the way that businesses deal with this uh, catching up with to what's already with us? Uh, no, uh, no, not at least where the sessions that I went to is that it is still something that uh, both businesses and, and government is trying to get their hands around uh, as uh, as companies try to figure out how to collect the data and then use it. I think the biggest way that people are trying to use it, though, is for collecting data for AI uh, and to, to figure out how AI can can help both uh, organizations and also uh, government. Yeah, I mean, the very day you were having, uh, the very week you were having this conference is in Washington, D.C.? That's right. Yeah, the Senate Commerce, Science, and Transportation Committee were having a hearing to talk about what a consumer is really expect in this uh, digital and IoT age. So we've got a lot to learn. Any last thoughts that you learned from the conference? Uh, 
No, I, I think that it's striking that there that there are just a lot of questions that, that we're at a very interesting and critical phase, I think, in privacy regulation worldwide and the protection of privacy rights. Um, and, and there are just a lot of questions moving forward, but I think that a lot of people are asking the right questions. Well, Mike, thank you very much. A great update from uh, the IAPP conference, a very important group and uh, a lot of learning. Yes, definitely. And a lot of questions. Yes. <laughs> so thanks for joining us this morning. Remember, uh, protecting your personal data begins with you.